So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta podcast. The Active Atlanta podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swore, and today, y'all, we have someone that I am so excited to get on the podcast with, uh, with here. And it's kind of like a full circle moment for me. Uh, if you are in the PT space, I'm sure you've heard of him. Um, if you haven't heard of him, you have for sure seen his ads at some point. Uh, but <laughs> we have the Danny Matei with us, the original founder of Athletes Potential, believe it or not, uh, and the founder uh, and owner of uh, PT Biz, a top 500 fastest growing company uh, in the country. Uh, guys, he is changing the landscape, has been for a while now for the entire profession of physical therapy um, and really creating healthier lives around the world. So uh, without further ado, Danny, man, welcome to, I guess I should say welcome back to the Active Planet yeah. podcast. Yeah, no, I, this is, this is, uh, this is great, man. It's like, so really always fun to just, you know, be a guest on the podcast and yeah. to be, yeah. to be a guest on a podcast that I can't remember how many of the original episodes I did. I don't even know I how many it was. You, yeah. you did, you, you took it over really quickly, which is awesome. And you do a really good job with it too. So <laughs> like, I probably did like two, uh, yeah. and then uh, it was, <laughs> it was probably like interviewing you and then, and then you took it over, but, uh, but no, it's, it's great, man. I appreciate the intro and, um, I wore my athlete's potential shirt today. I saw uh, that man represent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually it's probably half of the shirts that I own. So you got to say, shirts. man, we just got a, a brand new like shipment of shirts in. I'm like, God, like my entire closet is AP shirts at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, if I'm going to wear some sort of brand or logo or something like that, it might as well be athletes potential or, you know, or, or, or a company like the, like PT beds or whatever, but athletes yeah. potential yeah. stuff is always great. And I get so many, uh, like I'll have random people come up to me and they'll be like, you know, cause on the back it says movement is medicine. And yeah. You're like, I love that movement yeah. is medicine. You know, it's like, we should move more. And it's just like people at the airport will come and say something like that. It's interesting. For sure. Dude, yeah. pe people love that. And then like, um, you know, it's really funny to you is like, people love that. And I'm always surprised when people haven't heard that. I'm like, I guess it's just like the world that we live in, right? Like yeah. you've heard it a ton of times. You're not in the healthcare space. You probably haven't heard that a ton. Um, right. But then like, I'll tell you what, like, uh, patients love these shirts too. Like I'm sure like some of our patients, half their shirts are AP shirts. And they yeah. love when the shirt has athlete on there too, man. Like, oh, right. you're right. I am an athlete, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had that shirt on one time uh, and somebody asked me, what kind of athlete are you? <laughs> and it was like a little kid, was like a middle school kid. He was like, what kind yeah. of athlete are you? I was like, well, not much of one anymore, but uh, you know, if you have a body, you're an athlete. So right. come on, kid, still an like athlete. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, so are you. <laughs> you're, right. you're an athlete. Maybe. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, like this is super cool because like, um, you know, as I was like getting, you know, it's interesting. Like, uh, for a lot of the guests that I bring on, like, I don't 
necessarily know them all that well, right? Like there's somebody's connected me with them or like they're uh, like, we're like a, or like a friend of a friend that's connected to them or like their marketing person. I don't, I wish I had a marketing person like reached out to get them, get them right. on the podcast. Right. Um, but this one's super cool too. And super special because my journey with athletes potential, when I trace it back, it started with a podcast. Um, I remember I was listening to the, uh, Jared Carter podcast, one of the OGs in the cash base space. And, oh, yeah. um, you were on there and I was on my way down to visit a buddy of mine down here in Atlanta. And I was like, oh my gosh, because back then, here's what's really cool about, I think, um, the work that you've done and the space that you've lived in for so long. Uh, back when I was in school, which wasn't, I mean, it was long enough ago at this point, I guess, but it wasn't that long in the grand scheme of things as far as like industry movements go, I guess. But like, it wasn't common to see cash-based practices anywhere. Um, sure. It was... Uh, you know, like I remember in PT school, like we took this silly little business class by somebody who didn't run a business. I thought it was really strange. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they were like, yeah, you know, and then there's this out of network thing. I was like, wait, what is that? <laughs> right. Cause like leading up, even in school, man, like leading up to this point, uh, it was, it was very much like insurance is the worst, right? Like we get it. It's just like this necessary evil that we can work with, but you're going to be able to make great impact on your patients. If you learn how to play the game. Right. And then it was like said in passing, like there's this cash-based model, this out-of-network model. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. What is that? Um, so that's when I started looking for the, and then nobody really knew at the end of the day, like especially none of the uh, professors that were trying to teach a business class, but um, started listening to podcasts, stumbled across the Jared Park, Carter podcast, uh, found athletes potential. And you were talking about things on there, like, um, like tr uh, combining performance with rehab, right? Like combining training with, uh, or high movement, skills with coming back from an injury and that just and while that doesn't seem i don't know maybe it still does to some but while that doesn't seem um as far-fetched anymore uh back then man like it was very much not the norm what was some right. of the like what was some of your like motivation behind creating athletes potential well you know the <clears throat> athletes potential was it's funny i feel like it's it was more of a side project because you know, when I left the army and we moved to Atlanta, I mean, I thought I was just going to teach for a living, right? Yeah. Like I thought that I would teach for, you know, Kelly Storette's group and I'd just be a couple times a month flying somewhere and teaching people. And I actually really liked it. I really enjoyed education and and I enjoyed getting a chance. I, I, I really enjoyed getting a chance to go other places. And, uh, and when you, when you have, a group of people that are interested in what you're teaching and you, these light bulb moments are going off and they're like, they're like really like understanding concepts and making progress. It's a, it's, it's a fun thing to do. Um, so I really enjoyed that. That's the primary reason why I left the army and athletes potential was for me, I needed to test a lot of the stuff that I was teaching. I felt like, you know, the, what we were doing was different in terms of how we were looking at movement patterns and how we were educating people about how to take care of themselves. I really looked at more as like, it was more education of the other person than it was traditional, like physical therapy, right? Like come in here, do these exercises. I give you this homework sheet. And, uh, and a lot of that came from the fact that like, whenever I was in, in, um, in the army, when I was stationed out at Schofield barracks, like I just didn't have the resources to have people come in and work with me. So yeah. I had to do a, like, I had to actually find different ways to teach them what to do. And, and maybe it was in a group class and we would do, it would really be more like movement training. And so I liked that. And I, as I was teaching it, I wanted to test it. And I started, uh, you know, really only seeing people like one to two days a week is kind of where I started. Mm -hmm. And 
on a, a byproduct, I guess, of me trying to be a better instructor, a better teacher was teaching a lot locally. Yeah. And I was doing it for a couple of reasons. Number one, I wanted to really like dial in the concepts that I was talking about. Yeah. Number two, which where we didn't know how else to get any patients, right? It was the only <laughs> thing I knew yeah. what to do. So I started doing that a lot. Um, and before we knew it, you know, something that I thought maybe I'll do two days a week as a way to to really dial in and validate the things I'm teaching to be better. You know, I just didn't want to be an educator that didn't treat. I felt like that yeah. was uh I would see that a lot in school. And I'm like, man, you're a researcher, you don't know shit about this. You haven't seen you haven't touched somebody in a long yeah. time. Like yeah, it's been a decade. So yeah. I didn't want that. And and but I think the byproduct of all the education we're doing locally was just like a ton of people who were coming our way to, to for us to uh, see them with their injuries. And, um, and then that led to like more days getting open. And then, and then we realized, you know, actually at the time, at the time, you know, we had two young kids, um, Maggie was like six months old whenever we got, um, out of the military. Right. So she's full on in like baby mode with, yep. with Maggie and Jack. It was like, yeah, right. And it's hard, right. It's, it's, it was hard. So what she was thinking, okay, do I go back to the nonprofit world and, and start working there again? And as we started to pick up steam in the practice, it made complete sense that she would come in and, and run and, and, and systemize and operate that because um, the nonprofit world's tough. You know, it's, it's really a lot of nights and weekends, it's really bad benefits and pay. So if we're going to have bad benefits and patients, might as well do it for our practice, uh, you know, cause, <laughs> yeah. it, cause well, like we had great benefits and pay at the time. So, yeah. so she, when she came in, it made a huge difference because it took what basically was just me working with people and basically some word of mouth referrals associated with people just getting good outcomes. And I think maybe just having an experience that they weren't used to in healthcare, right. and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we have processes and we actually have a business. Um, yeah. and then, and that's really when we decided to make the, the move to Decatur, where we, you know, we built the, the space that, uh, that you guys are in and, and the standalone space and not just be, you know, in this CrossFit gym in, uh, in West Midtown. Um, and so, but it really wasn't planned to be honest with you, man. I mean, I really thought I'm just going to be traveling around teaching and that's a tough lifestyle though. I will say like, sure. you know, as we got more and more busy in the practice, it was harder and harder for me to say, yeah, I'm going to miss, you know, whatever sport of uh, sport activity, you know, game the kids had on a Friday, Saturday or Sunday, cause I'm, I'm gone all weekend. Right. And doing that three times a month, it wears you down after a while. So, um, I slowly phased that out. And then eventually we just focused completely on, you know, on AP and, and, uh, and, and trying to grow that to help as many people in the Atlanta area as we could. Yeah, man. Well, you know, it's interesting. Like, uh, and then one of the byproducts of that too, is like, this is something I talk to people all the time because you know we'll get people that reach out to us and like they're super curious about like I'm sure they do with you it's like nonstop but like curious about what the down network world is like right like yeah. um and they get it they're like oh man I would really like to work with somebody that's uh um we really want to work with athletes or I really want to work with somebody like one on one for an hour I'm like do you or do you just think you do right because like there, there's there's a lot to it because like it's still work right like people think it like they go in the out of network world and you just get to like sit on your uh, sit on your butt and not do anything like you, you're just giving <laughs> yeah. more to less people and it's still but the side effect, the people that I don't, or the thing that I don't think a lot of clinicians realize when you do go out of network or you do work with people that um, don't want to use their insurance anymore for their healthcare, or they want to go to a provider that they can have some say in and decision-making processes. And it's like, you work with amazing people. You work with really, really cool people. Yes. Um, you get more from those people than they probably get from you at the end of the collectively at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and it's super cool. Cause like, uh, and all that to say, one of the patients, like we're the number of people that travel for a living, right? Like, you know, C-class uh, employees, like, uh, like uh, we work with a ton of different, like people that are in consulting or, you know, engineer sales engineering or whatever. Right. And they have to go uh, all over the place. 
Um, and I remember talking to this one guy who was in consulting and like, uh, was he, no, he worked for Delta and he traveled all over the place for the, like with this position, he had to travel all over the place. Um, but I was like, oh man, that sounds sweet. And he's like, well, it does. It Traveling for work only sounds cool for people who don't travel for work. <laughs> right. Um, he's like, because of some of the points that you brought up, like it is like tougher to, um, you know, you miss things, right? You miss things because you're not there, um, which is fine and uh, periodically, but it's probably not something you want to do consistently. Um, but then also something that he brought up, because uh, I started with AP like back when I was like, man, pretty pretty fresh out of school. Um, yeah. There's some things that I hadn't really wouldn't have really even considered. But like, he's like, man, when you travel a ton, it's harder to stay healthy, right? Like it's harder. Yes. Like you can't. Um, I, he's like, it's very hard to like take your take your meal plan with you, right? Or to take your or to maintain an exercise routine um he's like and that's half the reason why i'm here with you guys is like um i know that if i have like a big trip coming up like uh we can work through things or i can shoot you an email and be like hey i can't get this into uh because i'm in a hotel room is there something else you would recommend and you guys have recommendations for that so it's kind of it's kind of cool how you almost become i'm working with this guy who's a consultant or works for Delta. I can't remember exactly what the hell it works, but then like you almost operate as a consultant for these people at the same time, right? Like you're their healthcare 100%. consultant that's fighting for their healthcare or fighting for their health and wellness and their corner. Right. And that's a tough battle sometimes. Dude, that's a, I mean, that's exactly the way that I kind of view working with, working with clients uh, or, or with patients. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting what you said. I think this is not, it's, it, it's funny what people think with a, like a one-on-one visit or the out of network, uh, or cash practice or whatever, if you're a clinician, it's still the same duration of time, basically during the day, the difference is it's fewer people and, but it's like, it's, it's more intense with those people. Yeah. Um, but you also get far more time to really educate them and learn about them, which is, I think. So fun. It's it, yeah. If you really look at like the best part of the entire model, it, it has way more to do with you getting a chance to get to know these people that are, that are, they're trying to improve their physical health in some way, or they're yep. frustrated because of an injury. And then, you know, that gets resolved. And now all of a sudden it's like, we have this blank slate of like, well, what do you want to do? Like, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What next? Right. Like we can help with a lot of things. And then for them, all, I mean, it's just the, it's the byproduct of all the other things that comes from that. Right. So it's just like, they're happier then they're healthier. Then the net effect of all the people around them, their family sees that they, they start eating better, sleeping more, training more, achieving these physical goals. Their spouse sees that their brother sees that they're, they start to become an example of like somebody that's making progress in a positive way physically, which I think at a certain age, most people say like, Oh, it's all downhill from here. Yep. But it's really not. It just depends on what you do. And, and for us to be able to come in and I like not in a dependency role, I think that for a lot of people, they, that there's definitely a business model around dependency. I think that certain providers try to create, and that's not necessarily what I ever wanted to do. It was this idea of like being a, you know, human body consultant and Mm -hmm. me being able to say like, well, what do you want to do now? Like, what's cool. What's it, what's something that's important to you? What do you like to do? And then cool. Like let's reverse engineer that so that we can do it and achieve that because you know, it's a, it's, we should have continual progress to some degree, I think, but for most people, especially when they get hurt, it's such a, it's such a, shitty place to be yep. where you're just, you're down, you know, on, on yourself. You're, you're, you're frustrated with like your age and am I ever going to be able to do this thing that I want to do again? And, and, and then to have somebody that's, that's not telling you to stop things, but to like, let's be more intelligent in how we do that and achieve those. I think it's very rare. Maybe it's not as rare now, but for sure, like you would have thought 
when I was doing this stuff, the people were like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I can actually continue to run? Like, yeah, yeah, you just have to like, make sure you run like correctly and right. you do these other things around it and then you can run all you want, you know? And, right. Yeah. Like, just be oh. better, man. That's all it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't seem like it's like this groundbreaking thing, but healthcare is pretty bad about just like crushing people's dreams and just telling oh. them not to do things and maybe not even trying to compromise with them about like, why is this important to you? I, I get like this hurts right now and you want to do it, but why? Right. And yeah. then understanding what, what's driving them, you know, and, and the connections that you build though, you're right, man. Like the amount of, the amount of things that I learned from patients, yep. not even a, on the injury standpoint, but just like interesting things they would tell me, uh, that it, that positively improved my own life was like, I, I mean, it's, it's such a uh, important part because I learned so many great things uh, about just people and their families and like taking that and applying it to my own. Like it's, it's huge if you're willing to, to listen. And I think for a lot of people, they look at it as a job and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then they do their note and they're done. But like, yeah. man, if you listen to what people have to say and you're open to it, like it'll change your life as a clinician. Like in, totally. in, and that's, I think that's the, the best part about the whole thing. Well, what a cool like incubator you get to be in naturally, right? You're spot on though. I think you have to, and this is really like, if you're going to be successful in this world, you have to be willing to listen. Like that's your job is to listen. Like your job is not to just, if you've, if you left an eval and you found out and you felt like you were talking or not eval, maybe not eval, but um, if you left most appointments and you felt like you were talking more than you were listening, uh, right. you did it wrong. And yeah, probably an eval too. Um, but in most scenarios, sometimes you get the person that just doesn't like give a ton of response and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, you got to be able to listen because it's the relationships that you're building. And then like you get this like little incubator of like you get to improve so many different aspects of your life, man. Like I was telling a patient uh, just earlier this week that like, uh, you know, we've got a ton of family coming in. It's my son's first birthday coming up this weekend. And like uh, so we're doing a bunch of yard work. And I was talking about this frustration um, that I have with like uh, my bulldog of all things. Right. Like where he uh, just like peace all over our bushes and just kills our flowers in our bushes. Right. Like I'm like, dude, oh. get out of here, man. And he was like, and this dude, you used to own a landscaping company. He's like, Oh, easy fix for that, man. He's like, just put up a rabbit fence. I was like, what is a rabbit fence? And he's like, let me show you <laughs> just like little things though. Right. And that's like such that. a, that's such a simple, uh, silly little thing, but like, uh, to be able to listen to that advice and be able to like, now my garden beds have flower, have little rabbit fences around them. So that our dog doesn't pee all over the freaking bushes, man. Uh, and they're going to thrive. And I can't wait. <laughs> it's great, man. I mean, yeah. like, I remember even I had a patient that was coming in uh, because he he had, basically, he was doing these long-term meditation sessions, like for, mm. for, for like seven days, right? Yeah. These silent meditation retreats. And he was trying to sit in a cross-leg position. And he couldn't do it because... Um, he had, he had a lot of stiffness in one of his hips and he had some other stuff going on or whatever. And he, he was really frustrated, right? Like, he's like, man, I, I like to do this. It's something that's a big part of my life. And, um, I can't sit for this long. Right. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> so yeah. as we started like working this out and, you know, long story short, he's able to do it. He still does it to this day. And he goes to these, these long, like silent meditation retreats, but even like his interest early on, this is like very early on one of the earlier patients I saw. And ironically, I saw his son first because his son was basically like a cross a CrossFit athlete and had gotten hurt. And then he sent me his dad, who is somebody that at the time I wasn't seeing people like this, like this guy. Yeah, um, yeah. I was seeing mainly like young CrossFit athletes. And but then I, the biggest takeaway that I have from him was just like, 
this meditation practice that he was so um, adamant about doing and come to find out, you know, he'd been a serial entrepreneur and it was a way that he was dealing with stress in his life from all these, the, the running businesses. And yeah. And then, I mean, and listen, I'm a health, I'm a health provider. I should know a, about meditation at the time. I didn't know shit about it. And yeah. I started learning more and more and more. And, and it's a big part of what I do as well. And a great way to get like centered and understand how to manage stress. And it's all because of something I learned from a patient that was there for help, looking for help with their hip. And the byproduct of it was, I was open enough to listen and hear how this had helped him. And he would explain like, you know, the process that he would go through and why he liked it so much. And, and then I got very interested in it. And now I share that with other people. Right. And it's, so it's mm-hmm. like, I think you can learn so many things from, um, from these interactions, if you're like interested, I think that's the key, right? It's like, can you be interested in somebody else, no matter what it is? Uh, right. And what I really like is like, if they're super interested in something, it can anything, whatever it is. Like, I, I, I don't remember the blacksmith patient that we had. Oh yeah, you ever worked with oh, that? Yeah, dude, I would ask him so many questions about blacksmithing. I was like, like that people still do would that? come in. <laughs> Just covered in stuff. I'm like, could you like take your <laughs> shoes off at least? Or I, I, I don't even know if that's the right word, but like, yeah, man. It's super cool to learn. Like, like I didn't even know that was a practicing profession still, right? Yeah. Like, um, but man, yeah, you get to learn so many things like that. And then like the ability to uh, like take that and improve other patients' lives with that, right? Because right. here's what's cool too, man. Like a lot of people who come into this world of being like, you know what? No, I'm going to come and pay for you out of pocket versus using my insurance. If they're motivated in their healthcare, like they're probably motivated in other aspects of their life, right? Yes. Um, and if they're motivated in other aspects of their life, they're going to have something like you're not like, uh, and if they're gonna have something that you can learn from, and then that something is what you can cross over into other people's lives as well. Just like you were talking about this yoga practice, um, or this yeah. meditation practice that this guy had and to have the ability to not be like, well, just don't sit for 10 hours at a time, man. I don't know. Like, don't do that. That's yeah. dumb. Right. Like that's, right. Uh, that's a super <laughs> important thing for this person, you know? So like yeah. being able to like, not take, not take anybody's, um, values, um, as lesser than yours, I guess at one point, right? Um, and then being able to not try treat the body as a, as being something that's very fragile. Because I think growing up when I went through PT school and like uh, when I was experiencing medical stuff, like I had a ton of surgeries, half of them probably didn't even need, right? Like um, the body was treated very fragile. So to be able to take these practices, learn from these people, and then like also let them know like, no, you can do this. Like you just need to do things that are a little bit more goal oriented instead of just baseline health oriented. And, uh, it's pretty powerful. What we can do. I, I completely agree. And I think a lot of people, they'll look at like practices, like, like athletes potential. And a lot of clinicians are like, Oh man, I want to work with like these high level athletes. Right. And we, we've had plenty of opportunities to work with high That's level like top five athletes. Athletes picks coming in, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, and people that are, yeah. Like people that are legit Olympic world champion, like legit athletes. But I tell you, they're not my favorite. They're not the most memorable people. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're, and they're they're fine. There's, I'm not saying that it's not uh, a fun group to work with, but they just never really turn into my, my favorite, you know, group of people to work with. It it would be people like this guy that I was talking about, or like the stunt men and women that we got a chance to work with that always blew my mind. I was like, you get hit by a car for a living. Tell me about that. Like, (laughs) how did you get into that? You know, it's like, it's so fascinating like when you get to learn about other people's lives and the things that 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 they've done or the tactical groups that we've worked with like some of the fbi you know team members that we've had a chance to work with and groups that people that have come in from other military groups around the southeast that we get a chance to spend time with and and really help build back up to to get back to those positions like super cool and yep. you know you and you can't really do that and see 20 people a day and no get very detailed with them right so it's it's yeah, like yeah. the model kind of has to work and it does it it does attract high achievers in a lot of ways, because they're looking for something that's 
I guess, different or maybe better than the traditional option. And, uh, and they realize it and they get in there like, well, this is what I need, you know, and totally. it's, it's the value equation from there for them. Is it worth it? Is it valuable enough for them to do it? And, and, you know, for most people they're looking for that, it's a, it's a no brainer. Well, yeah, if you're, if you're a, uh, um, and you know, it's, it's unfortunate, right? Cause like, I hate bashing. Like I do think that there's a lot of really good clinicians that are in the yep. in network world. Um, it's just, the it's kind of set up for it's, it's set up, it's, it can be great if for certain people. Right. But, um, for the people that we're talking about and the people that do end up coming to work with us, um, it's, it's just not, a, it's not the right fit in most situations. Like you, they walk in, uh, they probably just got done with their, you know, running 10 miles that morning. Right. Or they just got done like snatching 200 something pounds over their head. Right. Like, uh, and they walk in and they, all they see is a bunch of like TheraBand or they see like a, like, uh, like I do, I don't need to be babysat with my exercises. Right. Yeah. Um, they only get like 10 minutes with the PT. That's not the PT's fault. They've also got, um, you know, think about the skills that this person, per, this, this provider would need. Like they have that person walking in, then they have like grandpa Joe over here who just had a stroke and he's trying to make sure that this person doesn't fall over and like exasperate, exasperate that, that situation right. there. Right. Um, and then you get this person over here. Who's never, who's the only time they consider this training, right? Like just sitting down and like doing their silly little knee extensions. Like that's a, that's a lot that that person's managing, but like, so it's not necessarily a, a blame to the uh, providers out there. It's just the model doesn't work for the people that are searching for the, um, what we provide. Um, it's really for people. I had this really interesting conversation with the coach yesterday and, um, he was really excited to find us. He's new to Atlanta. Um, and uh, he's looking for uh, clinics like this uh, because he fully understands that like for anybody that has any any understanding or baseline training, traditional PT just isn't the right fit. He's like, man, like he's like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like what is what is a what is a general run of the mill PT practice going to do that's like, you know, has a bunch of like uh, uh, equity stakes in there and everything that like that's, that's being dictated by other things in that person's healthcare? What are they going to be able to do that I can't do? I'm like, ah, man, that's that's uh that's pretty tough outside of like for general orthopedic injuries, right? Like that's that's a valid question. And there's of course there's things, but um he's like, I need people that can that know more than me, right? Like, or I need people that can uh take somebody who's got training knowledge because I don't have the time in a in a group-based setting, because it's the same issue that they have, that a lot of coaches run into as well. Like if the worst place you can be as an athlete or somebody that trains in a in a group fitness type of setting is somebody that like um doesn't look like they're going to kill themselves, but also isn't very movement efficient. Right. Like, right. uh, that's a, that's a scare. That's not a scary. That's a dangerous place to be though, because like you're doing things that are going to eventually lead to something, but you're also not going to kill yourself. So the coach is, is going to focus on the person that's over here. That's going to like hurt themselves. Yes. Right? right. Um, it's funny, man. Like you, you get out of your normal, your realm and it's like, it adds so much more, uh, difficulty on from like a bandwidth standpoint right because like oh fuck i gotta remember this do this other thing now that's not part of my normal yeah. routine right um, anyway uh okay so but yeah man i totally agree i think people are even when they walk into our space they either know that it's the right space for them or they don't and i'm sure that's the same thing for uh, a lot of other cash-based providers out there um which is which one which, uh, brings me to my last point i want to kind of talk about with you uh so um, obviously you came in, you came into Atlanta, kicked ass around the city, like changed a lot of lives. And then, uh, you wanted to grow your impact. I would assume what's kind of like the motivation behind PT biz and the, the short term of it, I guess. And then like, how are you seeing the profession change that can help people all over the country, all over the world, live healthy, more resilient lifestyles? Well, I would say like PT biz was and is, uh, it's no different than 
what we started with athletes potential, right? Like we started, we started that because we were, we we're trying to work with people in a very specific way that we felt would help them long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I mean, it's just really cool to see how many people we've actually helped and how, how much they've gotten a chance to learn and then, and then also pass that along. Right. So when, when I started to get people reaching out to, you know, me and Ashley about what are you doing with your business? Like, how does this work? Um, and we realized that, well, we can take the same education skill set that, that we had developed and we could apply it on the business side. And the first business we started working with, and we realized, wow, this is actually working really well. Yeah. And the net effect was they were working with more people, right? So, you know, for us, the decision was intentional to try to focus on well, what activity gives us the greatest impact on the most number of people in the US, right? And or really, I guess North America, um, mm-hmm. to help them get to the right provider, to get the right information, to get the right uh you know, ecosystem around them to help them be healthier long term, get over these injuries, get back to the things that they like with the people that they want to be with, right? And the local practice, it's re- it's great because I can see it one to one. I can, you know, I'm there, the the uh, the, the, the practice is a fun place to be, you know, totally. it's an enjoyable environment. It's something that, you know, we definitely like, that's probably the biggest thing that we miss about the business, but the net effect is, well, okay. Like last in the last 12 months, the people we work with in PT biz saw 60,000 new patients. Right. So like, so there's Incredible. no way when I, when I look at it's like, okay, well, maybe we have 500 new patients in, at athletes potential, and then we can have 60,000 if we take what we've learned at this business and we apply it to other people's businesses that don't understand what to do, but they're great clinicians, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the effect. That's really the biggest thing for me because it all can just, I mean, it really comes down to how many people are we helping live high performance, pain-free lives, you know, doing the things that they want to do. And that's the mission. That's always been the mission, just different ways in which we implemented that, whether that's me teaching other clinicians that are doing that in a certain, you know, in a different way and, and applying that with their patients. It's it's doing ourselves in the in a local business. It's teaching other local business owners how to do the same thing. Um it's it's not really like the business model only exists because of the people we're trying to help. Um right. I just don't know about I feel I I wonder sometimes with people that are in business and there's no like direct um impact, like where they're really helping people live a healthier life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yep. I know you can like in SAS, right? Well, dude, or like, let's say you, I don't know, take like a, take like Jamie John's for, for instance, like, okay, yeah. they've got great sandwiches yeah. and it's fast and it's affordable. But like, I don't think I would feel the same way handing somebody a sandwich that I do when I help them get over like, you know, a shoulder issue that stops them from being able to throw baseball with their kid, you know, Always. like, yeah. What? There's just no comparison. So there's lots of ways to make money. There's lots of ways to earn a living, but I choose the high impact ones that I just feel a lot of personal um, personal satisfaction with because it is so much more fun to have that direct impact. And so for the PT biz, it's really how do we do that on as 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 big of a scale as possible with the right people so they can help more of the right people, and then the net effect of that with their families is you know happier, hopefully healthier. Uh, existence for as long as they're around. Yeah, man. And I'll tell you what's super, super cool. Cause like, um, there's obviously plenty of, um, uh, like the coaching industry has exploded. I feel like, um, especially like since the pandemic, but 
uh, there is such a difference between uh, what you guys do and what a number number of other like uh, just just like in uh, out of network versus in network or our clinic versus other clinics. Like there's such a difference between like what you guys do and what other coaches do. And I think what um, the the high value of impact and the high value and the high morals and the high um, uh, core values that you guys hold is second to none. Like you walk in and just like somebody would walk into our clinic and it's like, oh, this is the right place or it's not. Um, right. it's the same thing with you guys. And that's not from any type of like, um, uh, snobbiness or any type of like, uh, like a performance. Like you guys are like, that group is super welcoming, which is why it's the, I'm assuming the largest in the country at this point. Right. Um, but it's also, um, it's very like the people in the room, they're there for a reason. They're there for a purpose. And like, if that purpose doesn't, if it's not, if they're not a purpose-driven person, right. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be washed out really quick. They're going to realize that it's yeah. not for them. Right. Cause like, um, you guys provide such good coaching, such good help, and you guys are helping, I mean, 60,000 people in the last 12 months, right? But um, it takes the right person to come on board to do that. And it takes work to do that. And like you will be there and you guys as coaches are top of the line and they're there to help on, on any way that they can. But um, it's it's such a testament to like being able to help that many people, but then still hold the same value and same mission that you started with when AP was just a side hustle. Um, yeah. And I think that's incredibly special. Yeah, it's cool, man. You know, it's... it's uh... It's just, it's just fun. You know, it's, it's a, yeah. it's hard, it's hard work. Like we're, I, working with anybody is hard. It's no different. It's just, it's just funny how we take these skills we develop and then it just sort of like uh, evolve into working with other people. But the core foundation of it is the same, right? It's like understanding what it is, what, what are people trying to do? Like in this case is their business. Why mm -hmm. is it important to them? How do we create better, you know, buy-in and communication and, 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 get people to do the difficult things that they have to do, whether it be some crazy exercises we teach them or some initiation of marketing plan and organizing a business that's still yep. uncomfortable and they have to learn a skill and be able to hold them accountable through the course of that. Like it's the same thing. It's the same core foundation. It's just applied in a, in a, in a different lens. So I think the reason, I think one of the big reasons that we've had some success with the people that we work with is because, you know, we're not, I'm not just a consultant by trade. Like, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't work for like a big consulting firm and say, oh, I see, I see an, uh, I, I see an opportunity with cash-based, you know, physical therapy practices, right? Um, to start a business. Yeah, that's not how it happened, right? So I that's think weird. the reason that we're, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the reason that we are able to effectively work with these business owners is because we intimately understand what they're doing, what what why they got in the profession, and who they're trying to help, and it's also very important to us that they're successful because they're doing really important work in our, in our opinion. Right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's just really cool to be able to uh, have a business that is that beneficial to other people and, and still be involved in the profession. Cause I really do like physical therapy. Like it's something that totally. I'm not, you know, I'm not looking for a way out of it. Like I like yeah. the people. There's some of the best people on the planet, right? So I totally it's a cool agree. way for me to still be around them without necessarily being in the in in a you know a treatment space anymore. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. I totally agree. And like, um, well, I tell you what, I'll stop here because I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's so funny. I was talking with Jess beforehand, and like, um, so many people that I get on the podcast is like, all right, man, like. 30 minutes. That's easy. Could talk to people all day long. And then yeah, yeah. it was like, Danny, and I get on the podcast. I was like, Oh man, I'm going to really keep an eye on the time here for us. Cause I know oh, um, yeah. we could talk for three a while. hours. Oh, well, easy. Yeah. 
we'll have to catch up over lunch sometime. We won't have to record it, uh, <laughs> but we'll <laughs> yeah. just catch up and uh, and talk shop a little bit. But but uh, but no, I mean it's easy. It's like just easy to have a conversation. Like yeah, for sure, we could chat for hours. Um, but uh, but I appreciate the opportunity to get a chance to chat, man. You know. You uh, when you text me about jumping on the, the podcast, I was like, absolutely, like let's go. You know, it's yeah. something that I, I I enjoy. I like the obviously the content forum, but um, but it's cool to see, not just like the podcast, but just like, you know, with the transition of the business and how good of a job you've done has been like awesome. You know, oh, thank so you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So so it's it's cool to it's cool to see that from my you know from from our side as well. Um, you know, and this just being a part of like what you're doing, but obviously like, it's just really cool to see how successful you, you, you've been and how you've just done a really good job of, uh, growing the business, but also like maintaining the core of it as well, which is cool. Oh man. Well, you know, it's, it's super easy when you get to like, kind of grow up professionally, uh, under you guys. And, uh, I don't really know any other way at this point. So like, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's good. It's a huge testament to you guys. Um, I really appreciate you hopping on the show. Like this is like, by far one of the most excited podcasts I was excited to record. Um, just a full circle moment for sure. So um, Danny, man, I really appreciate getting on the podcast, man. And hopefully we get to do it again soon. Yeah, for sure. Anytime, man, let me know. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.